the Gemara in Sanhedrin has a very interesting insight into human behavior. The Gemara addresses the phenomenon that during the first base of Migdash, in the first temple period, the Jews were widely engaged in idol worship. And the Gemara wonders what made Jews following these petty, primitive, pagan gods. Jews have a very rich history. These pagan gods couldn't have been appealing to those Jews on an ideological level. And the Gemara says that indeed, what drove so many Jews to worship idols was not their conviction about the truth of those idols. It was about a desire to engage in sexual promiscuity. People had temptations, but as we all are human beings who have pride and dignity, we don't want to be perceived as being weak and giving in to our weaker side, acting in a petty way. And there's also a guilty conscience, breaking certain moral rules. So we decide often to package and to dress our behavior in a sophisticated dressing. We claim to adhere to a different ideology, an ideology which is tailored to include and accommodate such base and vulgar behaviors. But those vulgar behaviors are not seen quite as bad. But at the end, when Jews began to worshiping idols, having this ulterior motive to feel guiltless about engaging in, in a base and vulgar type of behavior, in the end, once you get into a certain ideology and convince yourself that you really believe in it, at the end, you become really attached to it. And the Gemara describes the deterioration of this process of becoming completely uh, obsessed with idol worship. But they started off by first using it only as an excuse for allowing oneself to engage in, um, in certain temptations. Balamus has seen this a very basic and fundamental understanding and insight into human behavior and how we often see this in society. People explain their behavior in very uh, deep ideological and philosophical ways, but really beneath it is nothing but um, a weakness, a desire to follow one's own heart's desires. This idea is very much reflected and echoed in this parsha. The Torah in last week's parsha gave us a horrifying picture of what may happen to us if we don't follow Torah mitzvahs or we worship idols and gave in graphic detail all the terrible things that will happen and they did happen as those of us who have witnessed the Holocaust and previous calamities in Jewish history we know that this all happened so then the Torah addresses what if there's a concern what if there's a Jew amongst you who won't take these admonitions seriously. He'll convince himself, his Borich Bilvava, he'll say, Shalom Yerli, these things will not happen to me. So Teresa says, no, it will happen to him. 
I mean, in short, the Torah is saying is that he shouldn't dilute himself into thinking that he is immune to those terrible predictions. Now the question is, why is the Torah have to even entertain this, this issue? If there is indeed someone in the Jewish community that questions Hashem's admonitions and doesn't take them seriously, then what does it, what does it help to point them out and tell him, no, no, it is going to happen? If he didn't accept it the first time around, he probably will dismiss it the same way the second time around. What is the point of pointing out that there are people that might question it? If they question it, then so they question it. Repeating it again, reiterating it, is not going to make a difference. So it says the Ramban in Dazakini, which says a similar thing, that there is a concern of a Jew who is not questioning Hashem's warnings. He knows that Hashem warns us that certain things will happen, that this is serious, serious business. But he convinces himself that you can opt out of those punishments by signing on to a different ideology. If you don't sign on to the covenant, the whole part is about a covenant. I'm not accepting the covenant. Once you accept the covenant, he understands that the covenant carries with it certain obligations and certain responsibilities. And responsibilities bring in their wake certain terrible consequences. But I am not accepting the covenant. I don't sign on to the covenant. I'm signing on to a different covenant, a covenant where different standards of behavior are acceptable. This is what the Torah is addressing. The Torah is saying that, you know what, he's mistaken. Because a Jew doesn't have a choice whether he's part of the covenant or not. A Jew is by de facto part of a covenant and regardless of what he wants to do with his life, he will have to bear the consequences of breaking that covenant.